Welcome to your 30s. You're going to love it. Welcome, everybody, to Life at 30. Today, we are talking home buying, Texas edition. Now, you may be wondering why we are talking about home buying on this channel. Well, according to a report by the National Association of Realtors, Buyers and Sellers Survey, the typical first-time homebuyer in the U.S. is 34 years old. With that being said, I'd like to welcome not only a very good friend of mine, but also a licensed realtor in the state of Texas, Veronica Rocha. So let's get started. Hi, friend. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Good. Can you tell us what are the general requirements to buying a house? Yeah. So, um, well, first and foremost would be getting approved by a lender. So I guess you can say what the requirement is first getting approval from a lender. What you need to get approved from a lender, normally they'll look at several factors. The most important ones are one, that you're employed. A lot of banks like to look at your income and make sure that you have at least two years of straight income. Um, your credit scores. There's a lot of programs out there where you could get approved with a 580 or above, but the higher your credit score, the better. There's a, other programs that you could apply for, like down payment assistance is one of them. Um, and so 580 is like the minimum that a lot of banks would do, but there's many programs where it don't even require um, a credit. And that's where lenders come in and help you with that because different lenders offer different um, programs. But I think those were the basics, the income, the credit score, and that you've had work for two uh, straight years, minimum. Okay. And then the credit score can be a minimum of 580 or above. Right. For most, for most um, traditional loans, yes, 580 or above. Um, the credit score factor just depends on what type of loans you can get, your interest rate, how much you're going to be paying of down payment, or if you can qualify for down payment assistance. Okay, and just to touch a little bit on the type of loans, I know that there's FHA. Mm -hmm. Conventional. Conventional. There's bank statement loans. Okay. Which are for people who are self-employed, and so they have money coming into the bank, but they don't have any subs to show for sort of thing. There's ITIN loans for people who have ITIN numbers and not social security numbers. Um, like I said, there's several. I, those are the ones I'm more familiar with now, mm -hmm. um, but there's, there's many. Okay, awesome. I didn't even know about um, the other loans. So that's uh, really important. Yeah, that's some super useful information to know. Yeah, because um, a lot of people think I don't have income taxes. Like, how do I do this? Well, if you're self-employed, obviously you would report, you can report taxes that way. Um, but some people think, well, I don't have pay stubs to show for my month to month income, but that's where bank statement loans come in. So yeah, that's a good awesome. option. That option. Good to know. Um, can you tell us what are some of the benefits of working with a realtor? Yes. So realtors have a lot of connections because they've done a lot of networking. So realtors actually know lenders um, so if you want to start the home buying process and you don't know where to go, a lot of people normally go to like a bank, you will see Wells Fargo, Bank of America, and all of those, um, they market home buying, right? 
come with us, apply for a loan, we'll give you a loan. What many don't know is that there's lenders that offer different types of programs. And so it gives you, it broadens your choices versus going to a regular bank like Wells Fargo or Chase to apply. And so when you go to a realtor and they know a good lender, they know, depending on your situation, they'll know who to send you to. Like someone who has an ITIN number maybe can't apply through Chase or Bank of America, but if you go to a realtor, they'll say, okay, yeah, this lender works with ITIN um, numbers. They can help you get a loan. Uh, or inspectors, when you're ready to put in an offer and you want, you're gonna need an inspection on a house, a lot of realtors have inspectors that they work with. And so they built relationships with inspectors. And so inspectors know, knows this realtor is going to send me this client. I need to take care of it ASAP because they've already built that relationship with that inspector. And just the ex, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The expertise. Mm -hmm. in the, mm -hmm. So in we can think of a realtor so, as kind of like the middle person who can guide you through the entire correct. process. And they already have the contacts, have the connections and the experience. Yeah, because there's several myths online that people will see or hear somebody else talk about who is not a realtor. And so they don't actually know the facts unless you approach a realtor. Like the very popular one right now is that it's hard to buy because the market, obviously there's the inventory is low, which is true, that's a fact, but it's not hard to buy. There's different approaches that you can take. And if you have the correct realtor on your side, um, you'll be able to find a house and get it. That, that shouldn't be a reason for you to not buy a house. Also, um, regarding interest rates and all of that, if you go to a realtor, they'll be able to explain the process to you and explain to you how everything works. And so it puts you kind of at ease, like, okay, like this is what's happening in the market, but it's still very possible. It's not something that's impossible. And that's why going to a realtor, I mean, if you get hurt or anything, you go to a doctor, obviously, because they know what they're doing. Right. Um, I'm not saying we're doctors who are on that level, but you know what I mean. Your you doctors come, in the you house someone, market. You come to someone for the advice on someone who is an expert in the subject. And what can a buyer do before buying the house to facilitate the process? What would you recommend working on, on, on your credit, getting it above 580 or even higher? You know, that way they can get the best interest. It depends um, on your situation. If you know that you're going to be buying a house within like a year, you have a time frame of when you're going to buy and your score is not where, where you would get um, approved easily, I would say anything above a 620, you may be okay, but the higher the score, the better. So start working on your debt. Um, your income to debt ratio is very important, very important. A lot of people say, oh, well, I don't have enough credit. Well, how do you know you don't have enough credit? Like. Are you an expert at reading your credit report? Mm -hmm. If you feel like um, you need help with that, then have someone who is an expert with reading credit reports help you with that. They'll be able to tell you, okay, your income to debt ratio is so-and-so. There's like a percentage that they look at. Mm -hmm. um, I think what I've read, the traditional, it's like 40% is they don't want it more than 40% income to debt ratio. So work on that. Um, if you know that you have a lot of debt, pay that down. Mm -hmm. um, having credit cards on your credit is okay as long as you don't use 30%, more than 30% of the limit, um, which is something that helps your credit too. So one, work on your credit, um, save money, obviously, 
save, mm-hmm. save, save. Because even though you may not be using that money towards um, your purchase, the banks want to see that you have money in the bank, that there's reserves there. For whatever reason, anything can happen. They want to know that this person is capable of keeping such amount in their bank. And so they're responsible and we know that we can get them the, the loan that they need. Perfect. So what would you say to a buyer right now on navigating today's market? You talked about um, essentially like the information that is out there right now and how it pushes buyers away from looking into buying a house because it may seem like it's not affordable at the moment because of, you know, high interest and low inventory. What would you say to a buyer right now on how to navigate? One, I would say, I would start off by saying, know how much you can get approved for. Even if you're not thinking of buying a house right now, what I've had some people do, um, they're like, well, I know that I want to buy a house next year, but I don't know where I'm at. Okay, contact the lender, have them review an application, submit an application like you're going to purchase a house um, and see what they tell you. If they say you're approved for such and such amount, then you know you sort of know what amount to expect to buy and so i always I, i've gotten people who come to me and say oh i got approved for 250,000 and they send me a house they want to look at for like 248,000 like you don't give yourself the wiggle room like yes you got approved for your 250,000 which is awesome but you have to consider the the options because the way the market is right now it's very hot so if right. a house goes on sale it's not going to stay on the market very long so I always suggest you go under and then always think about your location. Where do you want to live? Do you want to live here? Do you want to live there? And get a price range of what's going on in that area. Because if you know that you're not going to be able to get in the house in the area because you're approved only for this much, then that way you'll know, okay, either I need to do something to increase my income or I need to get more money in my bank to be able to put on a higher down payment, to be able to um, finance less and still be able to get where I want. Or say to yourself, okay, fine, I can't get in that location. I'm gonna have to broaden my options and go somewhere where I didn't want to, but I know that I can still get a good house. And I won't be house poor where I'm paying 250,000 on a loan on a house just because that's what my loan was when there's several options. Yeah. That's why it's always important to go to a realtor. What are the pros and cons versus buying a resale home versus a new build? Well, the only pro of buying a new build um, would be that, in my opinion, I'm not saying it's a fact, um, that everything's new. You know Mm -hmm. that no one's been in that bathroom, no one's been in that bedroom, no one's cooked in that kitchen, everything's brand new. Versus buying a resale, obviously, you don't know how many times somebody's, well, you would know because it's on the records when mm-hmm. it's listed. Um, there's been several people that have gone through the house. Um, buying new also gives you the possibility of putting uh, custom into it, whatever you want, the type of pictures you prefer, the type of lighting, the paint that you're going to put on the walls, et cetera, et cetera. So you're, you have the option of building it to your taste. Mm-hmm before moving in so when you're moving it when you move in it's built the way you wanted it versus mm-hmm. resale you can choose a house that needs some plc let's say some some loving on it and you 
make it how you want, essentially. Um, Do you happen to know if buying a resale home versus a new build, um, does a resale home tax rate, is that lower versus an, a new build or vi- vice versa? Does the tax rate have anything to do with it? I believe the tax rate on new construction is a bit higher. Mm-hmm. A right. Bit higher. That was my um, understanding. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit higher. And then obviously, depending on the area that you choose as well, affects mm-hmm. the tax rate. But I do believe that new construction has an, a bit more, a higher, if it's 1%, maybe a bit higher rate. Have you seen that right now how the market is? Have you seen that resale homes are a little bit um, more difficult to get because you know, you have multiple bidders versus a new build, you essentially can pick your lot and then here's your price and there's no one else that's bidding on that house. Have you seen that as well? Well, um, I do know that new builders, new constructions have um, also low inventory because Mm -hmm. they've already gone and bought the lot. Um, it's rare that you'll see a new construction neighborhood that has a house on their property that is, that is ready to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, if you have, if you're able to get a new construction, because those are also running higher, obviously than resale. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the average in our area here in Houston that I've seen, it's starting at 260. So 260 and above, um, for new construction. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that it's, your question was, was it harder? Yeah. Is it harder to get a resale because there's multiple people and you might get outbid yeah. um, versus going directly to a, a new build and then you can pick the lot and then select the house and you might have more of a chance to get in with the new build yeah. versus the Obviously, resale. Obviously you would have more of a chance, but also something where you're running into there is your average one income person is not going to be able to qualify for new construction. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have to take that into consideration too in our area. And I think that's what's making it the resale um, market so hot right now is because uh, the average person doesn't get approved for 260 or higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends on the situation. But yeah, new build, obviously, if you can find um, a new construction, a new builder, and in an area that you want and afford it, I think that would be the option to go. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you for taking the time um, to share this information with us. Um, If you are interested in utilizing Veronica's services, you may reach her at 832-464-2012 or also via email at vrocha at kw. Dot com. And friend, I want to thank you again for taking the time to do this episode with me. I wanted to bring something broader to this channel and actually share some useful information that everybody can, you know, come and learn from. So thank you again. Sure. And this has been Life at 30, episode three.